0: Hey, real quick, if you're a business owner that wants to stand out in the market and expand your customer base, I'd love to send you a copy of my free ebook. Visit our website at danielleclark.uk to get your copy now or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to Build Better Brands, I'm Danielle Clark and this show is here to provide insights, techniques and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them. Welcome to another episode of Build Better Brands, where we delve into the world of branding and business. I'm your host, Danielle Clark, and today we have a very special guest joining us. We welcome Simon Ward, CEO of ITG, Inspired Thinking Group, and former commercial CEO of St. Ives, founder and CEO of SP Group. That's a lot of CEOs. That's
1: a lot of of C's there. (laughs) A lot of C's.
0: (laughs) With his extensive experience in transforming businesses and delivering top-notch marketing solutions, Simon is a true industry leader, I think it's fair to say.
1: It's very nice of you to say so. Well, you know. I'm very tall. Th- I'm also really tall. If you could just mention that, that'd be great.
0: Well, for everyone on the podcast listening, <laughs> they're never going to know. They're never going to know. Yeah. So today we thought we'd invite Simon on to share his insights on brand building and achieving marketing excellence. And I feel like it's safe to say that your your expertise and your your journey will provide real guidance for anyone that wants to build a brand. Um so welcome to the show, Simon.
1: A pleasure to be with you and very happy to help in any way that I can.
0: So you founded ITG back in 2010. 2010. Okay. Can you share with us how that came about? I'm sure that when you were a kid, you you didn't think, okay, when I grow up, I want to be the CEO of ITG. Uh,
1: Certainly not when I was a kid. Um, No, I mean, I always wanted to be a photographer, strangely enough, and I did train to be a photographer. Ah. So by trade, I guess that's about the only qualification I have in life. is, uh, is a a H and photo science. Um, how, did, how did ITG come about? It came about because there was a clear gap in the market. So um, I couldn't work out why, in this particular case, Marks & Spencers in September, October, every year, were, were completely reprinting their Christmas campaign. And um, it, it was good for me because at the time... I was with um, St. Ives and, and they were a sort of a global print company. But they'd, they'd literally spend an extra two or three million pounds in, in those months redoing every single piece of Christmas point of sale. And I looked into the reasons why that was because it happened every single year and it was, um, you know, we charged double, it was the 11th hour. Um, and the reason was because they launched their Christmas TV campaign at the last minute. Nobody knows what the the campaign's going to be looking like, so they keep it all really quiet and secret. Nobody shares any information. So everybody does their Christmas campaign, and it gets the store, and then the campaign comes out for the TV, and it's totally different. Everybody redoes everything. And this seems to happen every single year. It happened three years on the trot. So I looked at this situation. had a deep dive into Marks and Spencers um, to see whether... To see why they weren't sharing information, it just didn't make sense. And this was when the channels were starting to blow up. So it was starting to become a proper multi- and omni-channel marketplace at this point. Um, and, the, and the answer is there was no techno They had no technology, no way of sharing information or images. or There's no best practice for, for efficiency across the business. Nothing at all. So I, I had a look at the market. Just um, Because I thought there must be something that you can share, where you can share and collaborate and, and discuss to avoid all of this cost and make it a damn sight easier for what were probably 50 or 60 marketeers at the time. Um, and, and I couldn't find anything. Well, nothing, I would say, that was... Um, anything other than a very technical product and technical products don't go very damn very well with marketers because marketers tend to like visual things Yeah, you know, we are we're simple creatures um, and so I couldn't find anything that I thought a marketer would genuinely want um, so so I, I went out and built it so I, you know we, I have no I didn't know how to build a piece of technology at that point in time but I drew out what I wanted it to look like and how I wanted to operate and what how visual I wanted it to be Um, I I paid somebody to actually literally do some artwork for me so I so I've got some artwork so I know I followed the pathway so I effectively did some sort of I found a coding company um, in deepest darkest maidenhead uh, or could have been Maidstone, okay. but it was definitely made something. <laughs> uh, and they were a little company that had about a dozen people, uh, four or five coders, that actually had a great attitude and just wanted to. They were looking for a project, and I had a project to give them. And they built a couple of modules for me of my illustrations. I took them to two or three customers. Um, those customers then sponsored it and said, you know what, if you build this full system, I would definitely buy it. Um, so. So I built the system and learned how to do coding. I didn't build it, and I don't code. And mm. I'm not. I'm too, too too thick to code. But uh, so I ended up buying that company with the coders, uh, and we ended up building our first ever software product here, which was called Media Center. Um, it's, it's evolved much more into a global brand now, and it's now called Story Tech. Um, but at the time, it was called Media Center, and that's how the that's how the concept started, and that's how. Uh, ITG, Inspired Thinking Group as a Business, all started.
0: Wow. So you basically found, found a problem, did some investigation. So M&S were, were reprinting spending. Do you say two two to three million? Yeah,
1: yeah. over a couple of months, they'd re, reprint a couple of million, two, three million quid's worth of, of print, same time every year.
0: Yeah. Okay. And we're clearly like, okay, this needs this needs to improve how can I fix it you that's literally it. scamped it out yeah and backed yourself got people on board that had the skills to create software and mock it up and showed it to customers that's it wow that's so that, that's pretty cool so that's how we
1: started um <laughs> and then, and uh, and so that was the concept behind yeah. it I then brought in some other founders mm. of the business was, and and you know the Yes, I had the idea to to do it, but actually, the truth is, it's, I you know, it's a team effort, mm-hmm. and, and and I had a you know, half a dozen people that came with me from other businesses or uh, that I'd worked with before to 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 help me because I, I was pretty confident it was going to work. Mm. Um, and we had a couple of early uh, customers: Marks and Spencer's, the Post Office, KFC. They came on board really quickly because it was just different, yeah. uh, because nobody was joining anything up. And actually, something that visually joined things together was a real, you know, a real big thing. And we were we were at that that time of channel boom, so it started to become super relevant for everybody. So it was just a uh, it was a bit of it was a bit of good timing, um, and it was a bit of uh, I guess not not so much looking for, you know, I think you, you don't need to look for a, a problem if you go mm-hmm. through your day and you wrote down every single thing, every time you say shit just because something bothers you if you write down what that thing is every time you say that and then look at it at the end of the day i bet one of those things on that list will be something that everybody experiences and then the question is can you solve it and if you can you've probably got a decent product idea yeah if that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely i love that and i think it happens so often that and um, i mean i watch dragon's den and when you look at a lot of the things that people turn up with on that program, it's come from a place of frustration mm-hmm. or life has thrown them a curveball, and they've had to change something. There was a particular guy on on the show that had ended up being uh, in a wheelchair and couldn't find clothing that could accommodate his his mobility needs. So we went away and and made clothing that made getting dressed. Yeah, easier easy, yeah. and built a business off the back of it um,
1: solving a problem yeah so it's finding what that problem is um so this one just happened to be in staring me in the face so it mm. was it was clearly causing someone else a problem but it was so inefficient it's just illogical and even though i was doing well the the fact that we reprinted everything twice it was actually a pain it was the busiest time of year and we had to shoe on everything in it was both profitable and a bit of a pain yeah um so it was a it was a problem that that just wasn't being solved at that point in time so okay yeah, that's how it that's how it came back
0: okay so you said that initially you were considering becoming a photographer
1: i did i i was a photographer for for, for three or four years okay so i did go into photography okay. and became a photographer right. um yeah in fact i studied photography with the the, the we're in the studios here of, of ITG Capture, yeah. um, and the director of photography is a phenomenal photographer called Manvir Ray, who is an absolute uh, world-class photographer. We actually went to college together; we were on the same course together, oh. um, studying photography. He was just much better than I was, <laughs> so uh, which is which was always annoying to me. But the good news is, he's now the photographer, and you know, she's brilliant and he is yeah, an absolute legend
0: so it's kind of come full circle then which is awesome what's been your favorite job that you've had so far would you say
1: um, you know what of all the jobs I've done um, they've all had something special in each time uh, each time each business has had something just a little bit different um, you know. Uh, inspired thinking group has a great culture so it's you know it, it was a set it up from this from the word go you can set the culture and set the tone and build the brand from scratch so that that's much easier than you know joining a business mm-hmm. and trying to change your culture or you know you can change your strategy as many times as you want but your culture is usually set it's very difficult to change um so there are different bits of, you know, this is work and so there's some bits that genuinely are frustrating and get right on your tits and there are some things that are phenomenal uh, and that's the same in every job. You get some really m- amazing highs and some, you know, some horrible lows. Um, and, and we're in that industry. It's a target driven industry. So um, we we're always up against it. We're always at the bottom of the, queue, the the bottom of the chain. The you know they'll be the customers will be as late as they want to be, but the deadline never changes. Mm. It's it's just the way of the the world in marketing. Um, so yeah, I think um, I think it, I, I couldn't think of any one specific you know, because there are things about you know I've, whatever I started six or seven businesses in my life. Despite not looking old enough to be able to start that many businesses, I know you were going to say that next. Um, I, and and each one of them has been different, and I've loved each one of them for a different reason, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and each time, hopefully, I get better at doing it, and um, which actually means I just get better people around me. You know, I remain as average as ever, but uh, the the better, you know, the, the bigger we get and the more experience I get, the better people. I'm able to collect around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the better the business is. I know it's, a, it's an all cliche, mm-hmm. but it really is, you know, um, everybody that, that that's in this business that, that do a job, they do a job I can't do, and they're employed because they're better at something than me. Um, that's that's why they're here.
0: Yeah. Richard Branson has the same mental and strategy. He said Who, he did that. Who's he? <laughs>
1: he
0: said he no, did that. I've never heard of her. From... You'll have to Google
1: her. I uh, will. I'll, I'll Google her. Out. Out. But he gets, d- a, he gets all his material from me.
0: Does he? He does, yeah. I'll, I'll have to get him on it's it. Not the,
1: it's not the first time he's done that, let me tell you.
0: I'll have to get him on it. What do you think? Do you uh, think? I'll, he'll, I'll, do you think he'll I'll go give on? him a call in a minute yeah. and just
1: say, what are you stealing my lines for? Drop
0: him a text. Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> so you've You talked about each of your. You said you've six or seven businesses so far and with all of them of course there's challenges and working with clients like Marks & Spencer's like Heineken like KFC you know these are big blue chip organisations what are some of the biggest challenges that you're finding at the moment keeping big businesses in the market today yeah
1: i mean look this we're we're in extraordinary times at the moment so we've come off the back of COVID where everything was you know uh, everything was turned on its head which bizarrely for our technology business was really good because actually it, it it catapulted everybody's use of technology forwards five years so for us it was a it was a bit of a a bit of a boom time as we were, our technology division which is in amsterdam is broadly based on collaboration and sharing uh our images and and our assets um so for us that it it was really good and then you get out of covid and it's taken everybody a year just to even adjust back to a remotely normal way of working and that's still not normal. and then all of a sudden you hit a bit of a recession so you know this year has been a very different year so we went from uh from people demanding huge salaries because they all want everybody was changing that complete lifestyle changes nobody wanted to work in the offices anymore Mm -hmm. which makes you know training the the juniors and the kids harder yeah yeah um and yeah. now you know we're in challenging times again people are cutting budgets all the time so that just means you have to be um you know i expect all of my customers to cut the budget so that means i'm going to be more creative about the services we offer it means i have to think a little bit harder about how we can innovate and how we can be different to the next company um, so sort of pushing some of the services and some of the, the products that maybe aren't commercial, things like innovation. We're, you know, we have a big innovation team that go around the world collecting inno- innovations of things, You know uh, whether that's AI to robots. And we, we share those with our customers. Not, not necessarily that they're going to use them, but that they are going to be able to see the new technology that is around. Um, and that might inspire them to do something. But also they know we're a central focus and a central point for lots of companies that do um, that you know that, that use these sort of um, smaller and weirder p- pieces of technology so you have to be just that one step ahead always thinking of what's coming next year and trying to predict that and trying to be you know always trying to sell the one thing in front of what you are now um, it's harder to find people it's harder to keep people mm. um, and so now we have an amazing well-being team uh, 50 people in our well-being team wow all trained to mind uh, qualification standards uh, which is you know pretty phenomenal that's
0: fantastic uh, actually yeah. and, and yeah. I'm very
1: proud to say the best award we have ever won um, is the UK's well-being company of the year up against the great and the good and the you know, little IT ITG won it outright which was amazing and that's because we we sort of caught we cottoned onto well-being long before COVID. covid hit we were ready mm-hmm. and we were helping and we were we were there at home and then afterwards we've just grown it and carried on and so actually people want different things these days mm-hmm. they they want a quality of life and a balance of life and it's not all about money anymore so you know you have to find a balance between the two so we've been we've been through that phase and then there was a phase where everybody wanted to be paid 30 percent more and everybody was nicking everybody and then all of a sudden those people are back on the market now and <laughs> desperate for the jobs back uh so it's been weird times and it's been very challenging certainly for the last 18 months and then for two years before that we were we were in covid so you know it's been the hardest sort of four or five years it's the hardest to predict Mm. um rather than the hardest to actually you know uh, transact through it's just been difficult to guess what the hell's going to come next who knows
0: yeah but it looks like you're doing all right well
1: we're doing okay and um we're I'd say the business is progressing, which is the most important thing. We've, we, you know, you're in one of the new. Yeah, uh,
0: this space you know, is. You're in a new, a, a new office
1: here, um, which is a new space, which is, which is, um, you know, b- brilliant. So we're still pushing forwards. We're still trying to develop new things. We, we now a global technology business. We managed to get into the top right hand Gartner Magic Quadrant, which, in, if you're a techie and you're in that world, that's. You know the sort of the best recognition you could you could get to be a, a global leader in your field, which is a, a tough thing to get. Which we we did last year. Um, so yeah, yeah. We we as a business, we're still pushing forwards. You know, look, times are still challenging. We still you know have to make sure we we're making money. But the, the yeah you know, the the you know, we, I think we've got a the attitude that we have will always see us through because we're so passionate and so enthusiastic. And the real drivers of the business, um, of which there are, you know, I think ITG is blessed with um, more than its fair share of exceptional people. Most people have got two or three exceptional people, and we've got, you know, hundreds of absolutely exceptional people. So, um, and, you know, and, the, and, and some of the people that were have been the co-founders uh, of the business, you um, you know, the Andes and the sus and the Chrises. These guys are yeah. just absolute legends at what they do. Um, and, and they all believe and they all strive to, to deliver. They're obsessed yeah. with customer service.
0: Yeah. So as you touched on awards then, winning that award for well-being, you also were on the London Exchange Inspire a hundred companies that inspire are yep. back in twenty fifteen, um, yep. which is again another fantastic achievement.
1: Yeah, so again, it's a testament to the individuals, the the teams that have done it. It's you know, it's genuinely nothing to do with me. That's the it, I'm immensely proud of the business and and the amazing people that do it. Um, but it's all about the people that do it. it you know, it, it really is bugger all to do with me. Um, you know, it, it's it, my job is to hopefully inspire enough to do it, but actually, the people that do it they win the awards. Yeah. And, the, and this year, we know we, we some of the real great awards. I think we're uh, we ranked 31st in the best companies in the UK to work for, so getting on the best companies list is really good, getting yeah. on the top 100 is phenomenal. Um, and we we came in um, at uh, 31. On that, and we've made. Um, what else did we win? I think we've won um, technology. We were technology fast track, uh, I think 11th in the global technology fast track um, HSBC awards. So we've won a few nice yeah. awards, for, which are all recognition awards. Not not necessarily things that you sort of go out and um, well, you know, I'm desperate to win a Cannes Lion or these are things that you know, actually have a real meaning for the yeah. people who have mm. done it. So that's that's good. It mm. feels, makes you feel good. Do you want
0: to win a Cannes Lion? Not particularly.
1: I mean, look, if we do uh, one day, that would be great. It's not um, it's not an ambition to mm. do that. So, uh, you know, if we win a Cannes Lion, I guess that would be great. But, you know, yeah. we're not. it doesn't matter whether we do. We still, the business is is phenomenal regardless, um, and, it, and it wins awards probably without really entering that many awards. Yeah. We're not really a big, um, you know, we're, we're obsessed about customers and service. We don't really obsess about winning awards and saying, you know, look how good we are. We pour all, all of our energy and all of our channel, all of our passion into what we do. Um, and so as it happens, we do win a lot of awards, mm. um, but that's just a byproduct of doing a great job. It's not because we enter awards because we want to win them. So it's it has to be something that we do.
0: Yeah. I wish more businesses would be like that. You see so many businesses that are focused on winning awards and, and having all these fancy accolades but but the substance isn't there, you know, the culture isn't there. Yeah, you you do.
1: You get a lot of it in um particularly in this industry. Well they design stuff for um you know, to win the awards, but look, the world's changing and actually you know that that big tv commercial is pretty much gone now you know that we'd all sit down and watch and um you know and you see it on ter- terrestrial tv it, it, that's not the way we watch tv anymore you know we stream everything mm. and so you know those those things are changing now so <laughs> it's got to be omnichannel and it's got to be done quickly and it's got to, the the world is a different place now so the there's Sitting down and saying I'm going to win an award for this piece of work, mm. there's no real place for that in our world anymore. It needs to be real high quality, produced quickly, land and and work, and and actually all of those things are much more important than winning an award. If that all happens and you win an award, then you then
0: it's a bonus. Then isn't it's an it? absolute
1: yeah. bonus. But we would never sit down and say I tell you what we're going to do this business. We're going to do this piece of work just to win an award and it might not it Mm. it works in one channel but not in the next channel Mm. but don't worry we'll win an award we just wouldn't do it it's not it's not it's not in our sort of uh, culture to do that
0: yeah which I think is really good it's ITG's known for well I know it for you know having obviously worked as well at ITG paying huge amounts of money (laughs) back in the day (laughs) ITG's known for its creative approach and strategy and that's something that i I think is super important, um putting strategy at the heart of thinking, yeah you know I'm a big believer in that, and it's not just about giving clients what they think they need, it's about stepping back, having a plan, and going actually, okay, I know this is what you you think you need, but could we do it this way, and um, have you thought about this? and that's what i t g is so good at doing. That's what gets results. That's what helps businesses grow. That's what helps brands to stand out. So in terms of results and successes, are there any that really stand out in your mind that have been super memorable where you've you've used this approach and a client's had amazing success off the back of it? Uh,
1: I mean, I guess if you're talking commercially and customer-wise, um, Last year at the Marketing Week Awards, we pretty much swept the board, including the Grand Prix Overall Award with Wix for the, for a for an innovative product called the Missions and Motivations Engine, which is a a mixture of um, data science and technology built together in a very unique way, that generated just through the program alone um, uh, an thirty four million of a directly attributable um, revenue. Because of that program, and that was a one hell of a result from yeah. a very small amount of money that they spent to do it. But we found a new way of a, a new way of working, which we we now call the missions and motivations engine. Um, and that and that said, that that blends our sort of da- data science and behavioural psychology and our counterintuitive thinking teams, that strategic teams at the heart of everything, um, with you know just good old fashioned you know traditional. Uh, Direct mail or, or CRM, you know, mm. no, in, in different ways. Um, you know, call it what you want these days, and you know, whatever the latest buzzword is, CX, mm. CRM, yeah. you, know, you, you know, whatever the buzzword is. So, so that was that was a hugely proud moment um to 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 win that particular award but for Wix as well, because mm. um you know the CMO at Wix is a phenomenal guy. Um, and and somebody that you know i've only known for a few years um uh, it was a piece of business that we had to win and we were up against the great and the good and he probably took a bit of a flyer by going with us actually um and that was a that was a big thing for him to do because he's so well known and Mm -hmm. has such great reputation Mm -hmm. but he took a flyer in this sort of uh you know these guys that are that was more passionate and more you know we were just on it and we just wanted it really badly um and and he he believed in us and so actually because of that we wanna we won that fantastic awards that's because the customer believed in us and that relationship blossoms because you know that that customer genuinely believes in um in the in in the teams that have done it you know again i can't claim credit for it because um it's it's my teams that do it it's not me but but they you know, they do genuinely deliver deliver different things. So that was that's memorable. That was mm-hmm. uh that was a nice award to win. Um, you know, or anything that's got well being uh, business in it always gets a tick in the box for me. Anything that's recognition uh for anything that we do for, for charitable causes or, you know, um our our in house apprenticeship programme, the circuit, is brilliant for bringing uh, people on and through you know, those are the things I'm sort of immensely proud of. More so in a way than than actually the customer awards or the um are they're, they're the sort of real awards which is which is really good and and the good thing is most of the best people in this business they believe the same thing, so yeah. you know the ones that tick the box are the ones that really mean something to everybody as opposed to you know just just one person who's won an award, you know so it's it's all team based stuff which is good,
0: yeah, really good, and that's what business is, isn't it it is people
1: it's all people,
0: and I'm seeing it more and more now this Businesses are finally starting to realise that looking after people is super important, and then alongside that as well, looking after the planet. You know, you can't have one without the other. Come. And this is something that your business is doing now. It is, and focusing on sustainability as well.
1: Yep, yeah, it's a big part of what we do. So we, um, I mean, we have a, a, a complete sustainability program here. We have a thing called the Good Human Manifesto, um, which is. Uh, do you know a, that off by heart? Uh, I do, yeah, um, or oh, pretty much, uh, because I helped to write it, so that's good. Okay, I helped, uh, it was actually most of the work was done by Claire Chazarema, who is also an absolute legend. Um, but the concept really was: uh, what did we want to be? Just good humans, and so what? What does a good human feel like? In in itg or to be a good human mm. what what would you have to recognize all in yourself so um you know a good human manifesto is is um is really really great you know we, we planted a million trees last year we you know we we do so much work for lots of charities we help a lot we have a, th- a itg enterprise program that helps businesses um maybe struggling through covid or just need to grow and we just give them advice and help them and push them forward with marketing uh, support or business support so you know we do quite a lot of that sort of stuff um headed up by uh, by Roche, which is you know although not revenue generating is just as important as anything else it's a it's that's the feel good factor bit that that you know makes it feel special if you mm-hmm. do well you, you you at least get the ability to do things for other people which is um you know sometimes really rewarding
0: why do you think it's important for... A lot of brands and businesses are are jumping on the bandwagon in terms of sustainability mm-hmm. and, and people. But, you know, brands that want to do it but want to do it properly, yep. why should they do it? And how do they do it from a place of integrity rather than going, okay, actually... We've seen ITG are doing this. Maybe we should start thinking about people and planet.
1: Well, you probably wouldn't see the ITG you've done because we don't publicise the mm. fact. So for us, um, we publicise it internally to our staff, mm. but we don't go to, the, go to the market and say, hey, guys, we planted a no. million trees. It's not... It's really... A, it's done because it's a... Mm. You know, we. we we think it's the right thing to do and and so we we do it for different reasons so there are some people that do it to tick a box because they have to tick a corporate box and be seen to be doing it and there are some people do it because they believe it's the right thing to do for the business or for the planet or for the for society um and i think we we fit into that second category um Mm -hmm. and so the the people that run those teams and the and the well-being guys and the um you know the the uh, little little green people, um, that like doing uh, <laughs> like planting trees, and uh, you know and, not and aliens, d- <laughs> and not alien. We we don't employ actual green people. No. Uh, we've got a few aliens, I think, if I'm absolutely <laughs> honest with you, but uh, certainly certainly a few people from another planet. But um, we so we do it from uh, from the right space. Mm. We're not doing it to promote. We don't think. I tell you what. Let's plant a million trees and tell everyone how good mm. we are. We we didn't promote the fact that we planted a million trees last year, and we won't pr- promote the fact that we planted a million trees next year,
0: mm.
1: other than internally. Yeah. Uh, and now, look, if somebody picks up on it, that's great. Oh, I did so off website. Okay, so if you've picked up it, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But it's we don't go. You know, it's not front and center. It's no. something we do. Mm. Um, so you know that. So that's maybe the difference between us and other people that either have to do it or just want to tick a box or. You know, or just thinking, I need to do it so that I'll be credible. Yeah. We do it anyway, um, so I think that that when you're actually pitching, when uh, Sue or Dan are, uh, are, are talking to customers, because we do it for the right reasons, you can tell. So a customer can always tell yeah. when you're telling the truth and you actually passionately believe in the thing that you're doing, um, and so that that and that all, that always helps. We don't do it because we have to do it all because we know we get an extra tax break we do it for for the right reasons I think not everybody does no everybody has to do it now Mm. so that means there's a lot of people having to tick a box Um, and it's it's trying to find the you know whether you're doing it to tick a box or whether you're doing it because you actually give a shit
0: yeah yeah I'm glad you give a shit we do
1: I think the business gives a shit yeah and that's important so about everything
0: green people yeah talking of green people and aliens, mm. that brings me to think about AI, okay everyone's talking about AI they at are. the moment yeah. there's, there's been major strides you know the the landscape is changing, the digital landscape is really changing. it's ever evolving. So how are you staying ahead of the curve at the moment with the rise of AI in terms of image and text creation? Yeah. What, what are you doing to remain innovative? Yeah. and uh kind of not worry about ai uh
1: so look, so we have an ai coding business and so mm-hmm. we code our own ai um product into our own technology so we were quite early adopters in terms of coding um in in this space particularly generative ai so image uh based um but we we this, look it's still it's, it's so uh, i don't know people are still um the world's going to end and everybody's no one's going to have a job because of ai and got um,
0: matrix vibes
1: it's all bollocks (laughs) um the the truth is it will create more jobs than it will than it will destroy it will affect a lot of people of Mm -hmm. course but off the back of this technology there will be a whole raft of jobs now my daughter's 17 and she doesn't know what she wants to do yet um, and I said to so her, the job you will end up doing probably hasn't been invented yet. Mm. So actually, don't worry about it because next year there'll be something else that doesn't exist today. And that's probably what she'll end up doing. I can't tell her what she wants to do or will end up doing because it, ex- it doesn't exist. And AI will help to to bring different things forward. So you've got to jump on the – Not you don't need to obsess about it. Cause it's not mm. going to change the world so so much that we can't live anymore. We We have to coexist with it. Mm. So – Getting down with the fact that it's here and it's not going anywhere, and and not flapping about it, and you can find some great ways to collaborate with it. Yeah. So we use it in our technology. We use it ourselves. We code AI ourselves, um, or our AI product. Um, so it's and it is important, you know. Uh, and look, chat, chat GPT. Look, it's good fun. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you're writing that job description or you know it, it, it's almost like magic, yeah. Um, I've used it, yeah, and, and it's you know, it's a good fun, it's great fun, yeah, and it's commercially very good in yeah. certain circumstances. But there's, a, there's also some trouble coming, you know, because of copyright. Yeah. Um, that you know, that we haven't seen the start of the issues yet. Um, and I am seeing lots of brands nervous about what their AI strategy is because they don't want to be using other people's. Imagery or other people's texts mm-hmm. or phrases or um, that may be uh, copyrighted, um, so they're very nervous. So then you know, we've got some big brands that are that are playing around with AI, but are still very nervous about how far they can go mm. because they might get sued. Okay. So if a major brand, a global brand, all of a sudden, you know, uses something from a rival or a competitor because AI is going to the Internet of Things and come back with an answer um they could be in serious trouble mm-hmm. so actually you, you know it's a bit like the metaverse you know it came with a big bang and then it's then it disappears for a while and then, and actually n- neither the metaverse nor ai are going anywhere they're mm. they're both very relevant <clears throat> but they'll just find a level playing field and then we will build a whole range of services around the new technology mm. and that's how you know that will replace the jobs that it will take we'll just create more things to do wrapping around the thing AI does yeah um, like, like the metaverse and so you know I don't see it as a as a threat I see it as an enabler um, to do to do lots of stuff
0: it's a tool um, isn't it that's how a, I see it yeah,
1: it's a great it's, it's a great enabler to do yeah. different things and it gives you a, another dimension to be able to say can we do that better can we do that differently can mm. we speed up that process can we be more accurate mm. it allows you to ask some questions that maybe you you couldn't ask before but we are even though it feels like um we're quite a way advanced in AI we haven't scratched the surface yet um and in terms of the what what it's capable of it really we are absolutely baby steps right we're still on the first step okay. and and with our own AI tool you see you know we we've been teaching it um how to understand a Heineken bottle and we've fed it thousands and thousands wow. and thousands of images to, to understand and learn from the images and you know uh, my the first things that came out of it were you know they're okay and then two weeks later they were actually that's pretty good yeah two weeks later you're thinking shit, that's as good as, <laughs> that's as good as CGI you know where we're going to be in four weeks time yeah. and, and it is that quick uh, about what you're doing but it, but it supports other things mm. so actually the fact that we can do it all it does is support another area of marketing and mm. another area of spend. Uh, it's not taking away anything mm. from anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and look and and check you know, efficiency and automations here. So the quicker you get down with it, the better the better your life's going to be. Yeah, you've absolutely. Gotta, you've got to keep moving with the times, otherwise you're going to you know, you're going to drift away.
0: Yeah, and we've seen what happens when brands don't do that. That's why yeah. Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, that's certainly one of the reasons. That's yeah. for sure. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was a good idea at the time. Uh but I guess they didn't see the, the whole streaming thing coming?
0: No. Wow, well, yeah. they were pitched Netflix and they laughed
1: uh, and they went didn't go with it.
0: They're laughing out the door. Yeah. Well, okay.
1: Who's laughing now, Wow, it's not blockbuster. It's not blockbuster, is it?
0: No. So I'm gonna do a quick fire round now, Simon. Go for it. To wrap things Who up. Who are you gonna
1: fire? Me. <laughs> good girl. You've threatened me this for years to sack me.
0: Are you ready? I'm it's, it's, as ready as I'm okay, ever going to be. Right. So. Few few questions. Okay. Five questions. Five questions. Okay. What is your favourite month and why? December. Okay.
1: Uh quite like the cold. And and I have lots of memories of my daughter and Christmas and those are, that's very she's very special to me, Aww. so that's that's probably my favourite month.
0: What is your hidden talent?
1: Um, I don't think I Keep have any talents. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't. Know. I don't think I have any actual. Oh
0: come on! Actual
1: talent. Um, uh, I really don't. Uh, I sort of live off everybody else's talent and claim credit for it. So
0: maybe that's what it is. Then, yeah, your ability. Le- to- my ability to leech off other people's
1: brilliance. <laughs> that's what I'm really good at.
0: I was gonna say your ability to. Um, claim credit gravitate for other, other people's ideas and, and pull together <laughs> amazing people yeah maybe yeah. so
1: my superpower probably is the ability to collect other people with better superpowers if that makes okay. sense yeah Yeah. Um, certainly I have no uh, no natural talent in anything at all
0: what dish do you cook the best do you cook
1: I can cook uh, I rarely cook but just because of times and uh, and the whole cooking experience uh, has become so easy to do it's actually quite nice to to cook something um, I don't have a, sp- a special dish that no. I cook I you know I'll give anything a go so yeah I'm not one of the. you know I'm I'm quite happy to if I even if I, it looks pretty dodgy I'll give it a go so you know nothing nothing particularly I can eat I can eat pretty much anything anything you name it I'll yeah. have a go
0: I'm like that actually
1: I know especially with biscuits my favourite biscuits
0: (laughs) there's not much there's not much I haven't haven't tried because that's what I love about travelling Do you do have that reputation I do I do it's a good job I'm active (laughs) let's put it that way I love my food (laughs) okay finish the phrase the way to my heart is
1: Uh, a bread knife through my shirt pocket (laughs) how's that
0: Come on, what's what's the way to your heart? What
1: do you love? Well, that's the most direct way to my heart. Um, The way to my heart. Anything my daughter does uh, gets a big tick in the box, uh, always melts me. Um, You know, anything that I I think I'm quite a, 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 I help a lot of people do Mm. a lot of different things. That gives me immense pleasure. The biggest thing for me would be anything that's got rosy. On it or in it, mm. in any way, shape or form, yeah. is a more magical place
0: okay, that's amazing. If you could afford any car mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. which one would you drive uh
1: that's a great question um thanks well, okay, it's a rubbish question actually, but you know, I't taking too much credit for this um <laughs> You know, it, uh, bizarrely, I'm not actually a petrol head, so okay. um, I do like a nice car, mm. um, but I also don't like a flashy car. Okay. So um, something
0: understated then. So, yes. Yeah, so
1: look, I have a I have a Morgan, which is which I adore. Um, I, my favourite car is, a, is a, that I have is a, um, a Honda S2000. That I had I bought it year, 17 years ago. And then bought it back again and then completely rebuilt it and turned it into a you know with a. Not, i didn't build it myself because i'm i have no discernible talents but um but I had sat nav put in it and had the model the dashboard remodeled and and actually that's probably the most fun car that i enjoy uh driving around in um so I don't like people looking at me so I've done the whole go and buy a super flashy super yeah. sports car and you go in and you'd scruff your jeans and pay cash for it and think a yeah, good am I and then yeah. you go in the car and you realise everybody looks at you and I hate it because they're, what they're really thinking is what a dick and so <laughs> they're not you know, and so if people buy cars to be seen yeah. I couldn't be further from one of those so actually you know what I'm I i, I I'm happy just as happy driving a smart car yeah. in fact the new smart car is particularly lovely okay. um, I'm just as happy driving a smart car as I would be you know driving uh, I guess uh, yeah, I'd be more comfortable in that than I would yeah. be driving a million pound car. Uh, you know that's a, such an obscene amount of money for a, a piece of metal. I think morally my brain would rebel against it violently. Mm. So my favorite car is probably my Honda S2000. Honda S2000 yeah. okay. It's
0: about
1: 17 years old in fact I mean yeah. it today. It's it's amazing. Okay. I love it. All right. It's much better than well, uh, that. Anything else? Say that, that I've ever driven.
0: Last question.
1: Lord for that, yeah. You've up two grand bill already, so.
0: <laughs> if you could sum up the journey of building ITG in three words, three words, yeah. What would you say? I don't know. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Three words. So, um, I would say uh, challenging. Uh, I would say. Um, to describe it passionate something um, Mm. and and probably um, tenacious that they're the things i would say that have contributed Mm. to what the business is today i could use any words for the you know for the amazing teams and the the people that do all the real work i I would run out of words to describe most of the people Mm. and most of the um the the incredible talent that we do have in this business it is breathtakingly Mm. Uh, stellar in terms of what we what we can do when lots of people believe and point in the right direction and do the right thing mm. uh, it's amazing what can be achieved
0: amazing um, on that note I want to say thank you
1: that's an absolute pleasure um, it's lovely to see you and
0: you and appreciate your time and well, you'll be paying for it lovely so. <laughs> lovely <laughs> to speak Bra- to and you and that Branson
1: woman I'm going to have a look at her later as well <laughs> I'll look her up
0: If anyone wants to find ITG, where do they go?
1: Um, They go to the website, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, just type in Team ITG, and you'll find your way to uh, our website and and our technology centre, so um, a coding facility in Amsterdam or our service business across the world. Um, We're in 158 countries now, I think, so... You'll find us just by typing in Team ITG and somewhere we will appear.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Simon. an absolute pleasure. Thank you.
1: Lovely to see you. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tune in into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So, wherever you are in the world, remember to tag at Danielle Clark Creative in your social media posts and stories. Let us know when you're listening. You want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a to. And if you would like to help more people like you discover the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.